you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. For the second episode of the month, I will continue with the theme of normative values and discuss the findings of an article from the most recent issue of JAT titled, Normative Measures of Hip Strength in Relation to Previous Injury in Collegiate Cross-Country Runners, authored by Dr. Charles Venata and Dr. Thomas Karnazek from the Lacrosse Institute of Movement Science and the University of Wisconsin-Lacrosse. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. It has been recently reported that nearly 30,000 individuals participated in NCAA cross-country. Unfortunately, when tracked over the course of one year, over three-quarters of participants reported some form of time-loss injury. Given the high injury rates, much effort has been dedicated to identifying risk factors associated with running-related injuries. Hip abduction and external rotation strength are measures that are commonly thought to be potential factors related to running injuries. Given that the hip's musculature has a large role in modifying movement and providing stability. Presently, there is no consensus as to whether hip strength can be used to identify injury risk. Much of the discrepancies between findings of various studies can be attributed to notable methodological differences in the types of injuries being examined. One common feature between previous works is that the studies compared differences in measures of strength between injured and uninjured groups. Although meaningful information can be derived from such a study, having a better understanding of qualifying strength as being weak may help better determine if hip strength measures are important from an injury risk and rehabilitation perspective. Therefore, the purpose of the study was to report normative values for hip abduction and external rotation strength among collegiate cross-country runners. A secondary purpose was to determine if runners identified as weak predicted those who reported a previous running-related injury. 82 runners, 38 males, and 44 females participated in this study and had their maximum isometric hip abduction and hip external rotation strength measured using a handheld dynamometer. Strength was normalized to the participant's height and mass. Strength ratios between limbs were also calculated to identify strength asymmetries. In addition to strength testing, participants provided a self-reported running injury history. To be considered an injury, the event must have occurred as a result of participated, pr- participation in a planned practice or competition, required attention from a healthcare professional, and resulted in restriction of running for at least one day. Males and females were analyzed both separately and together. 95% confidence intervals and the strength symmetry indices were used to characterize whether a strength measurement was classified as being weak. Here are the results. Female athletes had an 18.2% greater proportion of reported injuries than males. No differences between sexes were observed in normalized hip strength values. Among female participants, 81.8% had at least one hip strength asymmetry, while 75.7% of males had at least one hip strength asymmetry. Only about 30% of both male and female runners had normative hip strength measures in all motions measured. 
For the prediction analysis, when all data regardless of sex were pulled, no hip strength variables were able to predict the previous running injury group. However, when separated, hip abduction strength asymmetry predicted previous injury among males. While in female runners, hip abduction weakness of at least one leg and weakness in hip external rotation strength of both legs predicted previous running injury. In summary, the findings of this study show that most collegiate cross-country runners have at least one measure of hip weakness and one asymmetry. In fact, the frequency of hip weakness in asymmetries was greater than the frequency of self-reported running-related injuries. With that being said, the study did find specific hip weaknesses for both male and female runners that could predict previous injury. As such, the cumulative findings of this study demonstrate the multifactorial nature of running-related injuries and the importance of normative values for identifying abnormal strength profiles and guiding therapeutic interventions. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast.